Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today we are wrapping up a week of discussion around injury management. And we're going to be talking today about rest versus recovery programs versus movement versus going to the gym. What should you be doing? Should you rest? When is rest best? When is rest not best? What's up, everyone? It's time to rock. If you're new to the tribe, Rich is behind the mix. Phil's across the table from me. My name's Rad Burmeister. We are Unity Gym, experts at turning driven people into athletes. This program is brought to you by the Unify Movement System, the only online program effectively balancing strength, flexibility, and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete. Get daily coaching by us, plus our epic foundations prep program and revolutionary structural balance blueprint to create your ideal program and optimize your performance. As a valued listener, use the link in the description to get your first month free. Also, I'm very excited to announce that today we have an epic 72-hour flash sale for our injury and rehab programs. Don't miss out. Go to the UMS Movement Mastermind on Facebook or check out the emails that will be coming your way if you're on our database and uh, grab one of our amazing rehab programs at a great discount. Now, before we get started, warm welcome if you're on the live stream in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group. Leave a comment and we'll send you some love. Remember, anyone can join that group and interact with us. And lastly, shout out to our YouTube athletes catching the replay. Hit the like button to support the channel and subscribe if you like what you see. All right. As I said before, I'm joined today by Phil White from ADPT Physio. How are you, bro? So well. It's been a really fun week of uh, talking about this stuff I love on the podcast. And last night, uh, Nilesh and I, my business partner with ADPT, who you've seen on the podcast before, we um, started recording our first couple of episodes for our own podcast as well. Wow. So if you enjoyed the content this week, then we've started oh, um, yeah, putting together How can people more. find that? Uh, they can't yet, but if you follow our uh, Instagram... <laughs> they can't yet. No, we haven't launched our episodes yet. We just did some recordings and yep. you know, there's a bit of editing and all the rest that goes with it. But if you follow us on ADPT um, Physio on Instagram or Facebook, um, then that's going to be so a good at way. ADPT Physio. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. So yep. um, we'll definitely be announcing stuff there. So... Yeah, I feel like I've just had a microphone in front of my face yeah. pretty much all week. Yeah, yeah, love. yeah. It's great. Yeah, that's it's it, like that's all the joint. You know, I'm often charging like plenty of money to tell this stuff to people who book in to see me, but mm. it's so nice that you can talk to a couple hundred people at once and, yep. um, and yeah, get all yeah. this really good information out there. I still, it still blows me away that there's anybody in the world that really wants to listen to what I've got to say um, <laughs> daily. Um, so we must be doing something, right? Yeah. Um, nice. And, you know, a, an opportunity for us to thank all of you. Thank you guys for giving us your attention. We get some really nice messages and emails from people uh, about the content that we put out. And it's our, um, you know, it's our goal to give away better stuff for free than what other people charge for. So it's... Uh, yeah, it's really nice to see that it's valued. 100%. And before we get started, uh, I'd like to just put disclaimers out there with these physio episodes. Remember, it is not a physio consultation, so please don't take it as medical advice. It's all about giving you information to ask the right questions. But um, I'll be back down south coast next week, as I always alternate between Sydney and um, and south coast in Jervis Bay um, week on, week off. So if you, are, if you have been thinking about doing an online consultation for a while, then... Um, yeah, I've got plenty of time yep. uh, when I'm down the south coast, so that's probably a time Perfect. to jump in. Perfect. Tim Hughes is saying, hi, guys. Victoria is in lockdown, so I get the chance to listen in live again. Yeah, yeah man, I just that, that actually just hit home for me 
this morning when I called uh, one of our business partners, Chris Murray, for the um, for the online coaching program. He does all our uh, back end stuff, uh, all the website management and everything. And um, we play video games together sometimes on the weekends. And I, we were, he said to me earlier this week, oh, you know, my, my missus is going away and I'm going to have some video games this weekend. Do you want to have a game? And I was calling him today to sort it out. And he goes, yeah, we're in lockdown. She's not going anywhere. <laughs> I said, yeah. shit, man, I didn't even think of that. No, so No one's going anywhere. Yeah, I really feel for you guys in Victoria. That's um, And for everyone in the world you oh, know, totally. that's still yeah. in lockdown. I know that London, uh, I think, I don't know, I've heard that London pubs are allowing you to go and have a bevy for the first time in sitting like outside and 15 the, months is that what it is yeah for the last few weeks have been that and sitting outside so a lot of my partner's friends are she's british and they're all british yeah. and uh seeing photos of them having like a a, a, a beer out in the <laughs> rugged up with like many jackets on and yep. yeah not ideal but um yeah if you guys train at home like this is the time where you've got like if, if you're just getting back into lockdown it's that time where you've just got to try and keep that habit of exercise and it's yeah, so hard to. if you haven't done so already and you're back in lockdown you, um, grab the at-home workouts that we have they're unbelievable and that's what they were designed for if you don't know what they are you can see one week of them from phase three on youtube we kept one week up there but mind you that is phase three and they're designed that each phase gets progressively harder so good yeah. idea to start at phase one and it's um actually quite a i mean relevant timing with us talking today about um, with rest maybe not being the best option for injury management because a lot of what we're talking about today with rest is around detraining and mm. um, this time of going into lockdown is something where detraining can really happen because they're saying it's only going to be a week now but that can really change and oh, if, you, if you're like oh just take a week off and rest then mm. and get out of the habit if they keep extending those um yeah, the lockdowns and it's you know it's it's a really important thing to note about habits as well habits are very very hard to create but very easy to break it is so easy to break a habit um but it's uh, no sorry that's not that's not what i'm trying to say that's the complete opposite it's very very hard to create a new habit but it's you know you you want to uh you want to keep the habit going that you've got because if you if you've created this habit of exercise and then you just lose it because you go into lockdown, then to create it again is very, very hard. So it's important to you know make sure that you keep that going totally. so you don't lose that momentum. Uh, what are you so laughing at? I was at having a bit of a giggle here because I was looking at uh, the, the yeah Kurt Dyer's comment saying, fingers crossed, my favorite saying, motion is lotion is in this episode. Well, there it is. We've just yeah. said it once and uh, <laughs> watch this space. It might just... Yep. Kurt, back. where are you from? You're over in uh, New Zealand, aren't you? If I'm not mistaken, let us know. And yeah. thanks for uh, tuning in, brother. Uh, thanks for yeah, commenting we love it. for we both love of you guys. Yep. We love the comments live. Yep. And if you do have any questions, uh, particularly injury related, then um, yeah, chuck them in today. So... To kick this episode off, to get on topic now, let's uh, let's go. Let's start, Phil, by getting you to frame why rest isn't best, and the very few times that maybe it is. Because I, before I started working with you in a physio space, I did think rest was best at times, and I, the last time that I did that was about over two years ago now, where I did my first nasty shoulder injury, and I did about a month of rest where I did absolutely nothing and it didn't make me better at all. Um, do you want to talk us through that? Definitely. Um, so when it comes to choosing what to do about an injury, there's going to be lots of different options. You know, exercise is something that uh, we're really keen on. So doing either a generalized program or a specific program that's tailored towards an injury um, is one option. Um, you can do uh, there's manual therapy from health practitioners like physios or massage therapists or chiros who can get their hands on you and they can 
do things to your injury. Um, there's acupuncture, dry needling. Uh, there's little zappy machines that will either, um, you know, that will send electrical signal to it. There's PRP. There's so many, like there's injection, different types of injections. There's surgery. There's all these different things that are used. There are different treatment modalities um, that are used to, I guess, using the word fix injuries. But if you look at the one thing that trumps everything, it is time. And so, like, it, uh, the body has an amazing ability to, to heal, and it's slower than a lot of people <laughs> would like, but it is the biggest thing that will make a difference in your injury is time. And so people might think, okay, it's just time, then I've just got to, I'll just take it easy and I'll wait for it to get better and then um, get back to what I was doing. Now, that's not 100% true for um, certain injuries. Like we've talked a lot um, about tendinopathies, and with tendinopathies, sometimes they are self-limiting where after three months they'll just disappear Kind of no matter what you do in the in the research and um other, and also there's surgeries obviously if you've um you know really done some major ruptures to a, a muscle it's not just going to magically reconnect itself or ligaments aren't going to um, magically reconnect themselves without that surgical intervention so of course time isn't necessarily going to be um going to fix absolutely everything but for your run-of-the-mill injuries a lot of the time the biggest thing is time so when you look at um all the different um treatment options there's um, things that you can do for yourself and there's things that other people have to do to you or there's rest. And um, a lot of the time people get told by health practitioners like, oh, you know, that that exercise or that sport you're doing or that activity is, is going to make things worse. So, um, you know, stop doing that entirely and let it heal by itself. And they're kind of correct in some ways that like things will generally heal by themselves and if you don't keep injuring it, then time will do its thing and it will get inverted commas better. But when you get back to doing what you want to do, and if you try and um, reach that, like compete at that same level or do that same activity, your body's now gone through so much deconditioning that your the whole system is um, underdone and you're really going to um, not only perform worse, uh, but you're going to be more injury prone when you get back to doing the activity. So I guess the maybe... Um, from my limited knowledge of, uh, you know, how the, the whole health uh, health practitioner space works, you know, from my experience with you and Nilesh and from my experience going and, you know, having surgery uh, for a sports injury, um, dealing with physios and doctors and things. Maybe does it come from the idea that, you know, remove the causative factor of the injury is probably a, a quite an important part of like if you had shin splints from running then it's probably a good idea to not run versus to keep running with the shin splints not that that i know i'm talking real black and white here oh, totally. so from a perspective it, of like a doctor who really doesn't understand rehab that's do you think that's probably why they say things like it that kind of comes from like three things one thing that you've got to keep in mind with the medical space is um, and the profession space is the legal side of things and so like i was actually quite nervous about getting on this podcast for a long time because i I was like, I remember. I can, it's so it's I would remember. be like things. If I'm giving away advice here, then you know someone could like there's potential for mm -hmm. people to take that, do something inappropriate, and then and and blame me for it. And so that's why I'm always trying to get those disclaimers there that this mm -hmm. is a medical advice yep. and don't blah blah. But it's it's a real issue, and it's 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 a scary place as a health practitioner to <coughs> suggest people do things that could lead to them having a bad outcome. So if you're choosing between like as a health practitioner saying, hey, 
um, you know, maybe your sport is AFL, for example, which or let's use a global sport like soccer, um, football. So if you're if you've got a patient who comes in and says like, oh, I've got this, um, and you you see that they've got an injury, either you can say like, um, don't do it, take away the the stimulus entirely, and that will be pretty much guaranteed that they won't have that same injury again. Or you can um, the other alternative is is trying to get them back into into play. And if someone hurts themselves and you've not and, and then they turn that around and, and blame you for saying, oh, you should have made me stop playing soccer, then that's potentially on, on you. And so it's this really tricky space. And as health practitioners, it's kind of the safe thing, um, like medico-legally, to tell people to stop. Mm. And so I think that's been really pervasive and yep. led to poor outcomes because it's, you know, people don't usually think then three months later when they get really deconditioned and they're unfit and they've lost their exercise habit and they're, they're trying to get, like, and then they start getting... Uh, tendon issues because they've been totally under load and they start playing the injuries again they're not going to come back and be like sue the doctor for now having like an Achilles yeah, tendonopathy because yeah. it's not obviously as yeah, <laughs> thing you, but it's just really yeah tricky. it makes sense because if you're a doctor and somebody comes to you with an injury then that time that time thing that you've spoken about that is going to do more than most other things you can do during that time, if your advice is just stop, rest, and let it get better, there's very little chance that they're going to be able to sue you or it come back on you that what you told them was bad. Yeah. But if they say to you, okay, this is really good, try and do X, Y, and Z, and then the person does it and they do it poorly and they make yeah. their condition worse, then that's when there's issues. But let's go deeper now, Phil, into the idea of why that, like the example that you just gave, where, okay, look, I've got this injury, I'm just going to take three months off and tendons, things become weaker and everything. What's happening, you know? So you're, you're, you're uh, an athlete. Let's, you're not an athlete. You're not a professional athlete. You're a punter and you like to play AFL or, or rugby league or soccer as an international example. You get an injury, you get a knee injury and you decide for three months I'm going to do nothing and then after three months I'm going to get out and start playing soccer again with my friends. What's happened to your body in that time? Why is that a bad strategy? Yeah, it was such a big thing in the professional sports and, and uh, realm last year when COVID hit because everyone was suddenly realizing like, hey, it's going to be so hard to, you know, I had a swim coach re um, who taught me ocean swimming who got in contact with me to come up with a plan for his athletes because um, he has a few of uh, his junior athletes who are um, competing on the national scene. And he's like, oh, this is going to be so hard because I'm forced to close the pool. They can't get um, into the pool, what are some on land exercises they can do to condition, like keep their bodies conditioned to, mm -hmm. um, to their activities. And so this is like that COVID space was a really good example or, or like a good proxy for what happens when people are sort of in this like enforced mm -hmm. rest and underloaded time, because it, it's the idea of like specificity of training is the, the said principle. So, um, specific adaptations to impose demands. So you only get adaptations to impose demands. Like if you haven't given a stimulus then you won't get a response that makes you stronger to that stimulus so when you're um when you're taken out of your sporting context or your um you know your exercise context and you're told to rest and you think like oh i've got a i'm a bit injured i'm just going to do things that are low impact so i might just stick to walking and people always love swimming and yoga as things that are like rehabby like that has an air of rehab around them um, so you take away all impact um, sort of entirely and then um, and then three months later you come back and you want to do play your sport well over that time as we talked about with um, the effective time is your your body is always being as efficient as possible 
and putting resources towards things that your body needs to be able to handle. And so over that time, over three months, it's enough time for your muscles to um, condition to either a positive stimulus or a negative stimulus. In this case, this no stimulus has meant that it's like, hey, it's way more efficient for us to put resources elsewhere. Don't need to um, have all these like energy intensive um, cells floating around doing nothing. So mm-hmm. you start to lose muscle size, muscle mass, and you also stop getting that neurological stimulus. That means that then you're not even able to access the strength that is there. So you've got to go through that whole neuro, neuro adaptation again. And also three months is long enough time that your passive structure, so your ligaments, bones, um, cartilage, will also start to become less, um, you know, if they haven't been as stimulated with impact. So that's why I think walking and swimming as the only thing people do for injuries can be really detrimental, even though they're great exercises. If you're playing a sport that involves impact, you need to be having some amount of impact because with Wolf's Law, which is the um, which is the process that um, basically creates new bone um, growth, like it, it requires like impact trauma to stimulate growth. So it's it's this thing that if you don't, if with that rest time, if you're not giving yourself that stimulus, then over that three month period, that's enough time for you know your ligaments to be like, hey, I don't need to be this taut, your cartilage mm-hmm. to um, not be this load resilient, like impact resilient, and your bones to lose mineral density. And, and what you've just described can be disastrous for people. And from my perspective, my two cents on that is that your body goes through this adaptation in the way you don't want it to, like what you just described. But unfortunately, your brain doesn't. Like your your mind, you remember what you could do three months ago. And then when you get out on the soccer field, you you run at a ball and tear your hamstring or you yeah, know classic. do whatever it is, right? Um, and we saw that in Australian NRL, the rugby league, after lockdown, right? The, hamst- uh, in, the amount of hamstring yeah, tears in NRL just went and AFL, through the like roof. The, just, the soft tissue injuries have just been catastrophic. Like in that soft- first couple of weeks yeah. back, those first few matches, they were just like an astronomical amount, yeah. right? And even like with those guys, they were doing a lot of work to to stay conditioned but when you haven't had that stimulus of um you know playing the sport where you've got all this like because it's one thing um like the to you know train in a very controlled context but then when you've got other dudes running at you and you've got all this cognitive demand that actually adds all this extra element to um kind of skill and and Mm. and control so it's a bit of a, a deeper subject but like if you're not in that context then there's so much that um is yeah left on the table and you're not going to yeah. be as as resilient too my, so my take on it and this has come from now having dealt with some really nasty injuries in the last five or six years like when i started learning how to do calisthenics and i call it soft acrobatics because i'm not ever jumping off the ground and doing flips i've, I've left those days behind me I, I just feel like the risk versus reward at age 43 um is a little bit too high for me but i still want to be really pursuing other things that I can do. And so I chose calisthenics. But because my body wasn't conditioned from that, I've had lots of injuries over the last five or six years. And I've become really attuned with the idea that when I get an injury, that is not the time to stop training. For me, it's a time for reflection. It's a time to think, okay, what have I done or not done that led me to this point? And what can I do to not only repair the damage that I've now caused on my body, but to make that area stronger than it was before. And in my experience, most of my injuries have left some um, long-term 
effect. Like uh, there's a there's something that just never really goes back to the way it used to be when you have something like a slap tear or a torn meniscus or something like that, which are things that I've dealt with. But I can definitely get back to where I was before and even sometimes beyond it um, with the right idea. And for me, that's where our injury rehab programs came into the scene because uh, Yanni and I rehabilitated several injuries over the last couple of years, even Richard. And we got to a point where after working with yourself, Nilesh, Leroy, that we realized that there were some commonalities between the way that you would deal with a, with a like a knee injury, for example. Um, when Yanni got his ACL uh, uh, repaired, so he did a full rupture on his ACL, the anterior cruciate ligament, he had to get surgery on it, uh, I tore my meniscus. A big part of the rehabilitation for both of those injuries was very similar. It was the idea of make the knee stabilizers, the hip stabilizers strong, strengthen the calves, strengthen the hamstrings, and then strengthen the opposing muscles to those, which is really the quadriceps. The knee's quite a simple joint in that respect, right? Like it's not as complex as the shoulder. So, and then even still with shoulder rehabilitation, when I've looked at different physios giving Yanni and me rehabilitation um, advice for different injuries, there was a lot of commonality there. And that's where why we came up with these rehab programs because it's a great way for if you can't get to a physio, a good physio for whatever reason, here's something that you can do so you don't take this, oh, well, I've got an injury. I'm just going to let time go by for a while before I get back into it. Yeah. And it's, um, it's a – I've got so many different threads. I want to follow this down. But, um, yeah, I guess this idea of like – the specificity of programs and specificity of intervention was something that going into physio, I, I was kind of thinking there was these like magical Rubik's cubes, like algorithms that you had to learn for each injury where you had like a certain series of things that would like unlock this injury and, and make it better and quickly. And like people would be like, wow, that's magical. Like how did you mm, yeah. figure that out? <laughs> and so that was kind of like the, you know, part of the wow factor that drew me into physio because it's like, oh, there's going to be these cool like really specific things. And then the more I've learned about it, the more you kind of realize that like the the body works in, in systems as I've talked about before, where it's like there's generalized movements and the, the like the Unity program is built on these foundational movements that take your body through these, these movement patterns that are key to basically, um, you know, most human movements and, and use, use the whole body um, and strengthen the whole body in a balanced sort of way. And it's been a bit of a shift over time where um, like, the physio space and, and medical spaces sort of realize that like, well, maybe like we're not as accurate as we thought we were about like certain specific things and, and really what the body needs is just to strengthen up like these foundational movement patterns. And so it's, and with a program like um, the rehab programs that you guys have put together, like it's what I love about it is that it plugs into this larger generalized program as well. And that's what I kind of wanted to talk about with this, um, that idea of like your three months off the soccer player it's not to say that um you know we should all be saying like oh you should just suck it up and keep playing and you'll be fine and you'll get these adaptations and time will sort it out like no that's obviously going to overload the injury and make things worse but what what we've got to find is the on-ramp that you can handle for that specific injury and then give you the relevant stimulus to gradually build yourself up but not only that keep you engaged in your exercise habit and keep the rest of your body um uh, strong and resilient but also get your mind um in that um, positive spiral where you um, keep wanting to train, you keep wanting to eat well, you keep wanting to sleep, manage your stress in, in healthy ways and often exercise is that stress outlet. So um, by having a program that you can plug into your training that you know is going to like just pair things back, address 
um, you know, the main common um, weak points for uh, for certain joints, but then integrate seamlessly into something where you can really focus, hey, I've got a knee injury, like time to work on my pull-up. Like mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing at the moment. I've stacked it in a supermarket and now I've got a sore knee and so <laughs> had to ditch a few adventure races and triathlons and instead I'm just trying to focus on, um, you know, some other things and stay mentally engaged in my training because it's just so like injuries are the worst. No, so. they are. And they really mess you up if you don't deal with them the right way. It can be something that something that could have been dealt with in, you know, as little as six weeks or so can throw people out for six months if they if they don't deal with it the right way. So Guys, if you haven't done so already, and if you didn't know, right now you can get our injury rehab programs at a great discount. There's going to be a link in the UMS Movement Mastermind that will go up straight after this show. So by the time you're listening to it, uh, you'll be able to check it out. Uh, it's only available for 72 hours like all of our flash sales. So jump in. These are these are by far some of our most popular programs. We have a lot of physios and practitioners that buy these because they want to learn how we rehabilitate injuries. So hope you get something useful out of it. And uh, thanks, Phil, for being on the show. Yeah, always a pleasure. Yeah. And yeah, if you do need that sort of extra level of guidance, then um, you know, we do offer online consultations at ADPT Physio. So you go to adpt.physio and you can look at the options available there. Awesome. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll see you again uh, in another nine days, Phil. Looking forward to it. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.